Hello and welcome back to Rally DNA for episode 10 of season 3. This week with the exciting prospect of the new EA Sports WRC game right around the corner, leaving my credit card twitching at the need to purchase a next-gen console imminently, we are going to look back over some rallying games of times past, as well as look forward to the new game, which is now just a matter of weeks away, and discuss what we know so far and what we would like to see from it. Joining me, Killian Cronin, is as ever my eloquent, passionate and encyclopedic co-host and good friend, Jamie Erkel, along with a guest who is far more ensconced in the sim racing world than us poor two sads, Mr. Thomas Harrison-Lord, editor-in-chief of sim racing website Traction.gg, who also have an accompanying podcast of their own. Thomas is a big rally fan himself and a contributor to Autosport Magazine and Motorsport.com. Thomas, welcome on the show and thank you very much for coming on board. Thank you very much. And uh, that introduction lives up to the Rally DNA heritage of lots of complicated words and uh, expressions. But uh, what an intro. Wow, can't live up to that. Apologies, I'm going to bring this podcast down a level. But anyway, we're here to talk about rally games. Absolutely. And not in the slightest of anything, you surely elevate elevate us to, to the next level that we'll have to maintain now over the, the next few episodes. You, you got ensconced. You got ensconced in yes. there. That, that yeah. was a good that was a good leader. Well, oh, Jamie, this is good it's all you're doing, Jamie. This is this is uh, it's, you put pressure on me to start we're about banging in. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are gonna release it in a company Thesaurus uh sometime in the near future. <laughs> So, Thomas, just I suppose before we get started, maybe to, to introduce yourself to our listeners, give us a bit about your background and what you do uh, and and perhaps your personal yeah. connection to rallying and what makes it special for you. Certainly. Thank you. Well, uh, apologies to most listeners who might uh, scoff at the thought of video games being uh, remotely relevant, but I think it's key because uh, my personal interest in the WRC as my favorite sport came from playing a video game, first of all, which was Colin McRae Rally. So I also grew up watching Tony Mason, which helps. But um, it, mainly the video game uh, really engaged with me and resonated with me. And wow, who's this Colin McRae fellow? I should look into more stuff. And obviously when, you, when you're young, you don't necessarily have the disposable income to buy Rally XS magazine or your own VHS recorder to record uh, Grandstand or whatever it might be, right? So... Um, that was that was a really key key thing, and I, what I really hope with a new WRC game is that it also lights a passion for a younger generation to keep the sport sustainable. So that's my pitch, so to speak, to the ardent rally fans who are normally listening for I don't know uh, a, a recollection of the 1992 Swedish. But th- this is key because I think for the future of the sport and to to build up this passion, that's video games. And for me, I obviously write about video games on a daily basis, but I. And I only write about racing, like bike or car games. And I do that because that's my outlet of talking about my passion, which is motorsport and cars. And one of those is the WRC. Uh, Because there are a plethora of racing games out there, some of them with licensed content. You know, I was playing the Crew Motorfest all week, which is nothing to do with rally, really. But within there, it's, you know, it's an open world fictional game on Hawaii. But the 2017 Citroen C3 WRC is in that game. It's very random, uh, but you know, someone might see that and go, "Oh, what's this cool car?" And they might research it, and th- that might be an eight-year-old who gets into Chris Meek crash videos. So <laughs> it's key. Uh, but yeah, I, I've just quickly—I'm uh, I'm in a bit of a ramble there. Uh, but you could—you can tell I'm into the, interested in the topic, I suppose. But uh, I just wrote a very brief 650 words in the back page of Autosport, or penultimate page, uh, about how games are so important for the future of the World Rally Championship and rallying in general. 
I mean, especially look at lockdown. I didn't mention that where so many people got on Dirt Rally 2 clubs. I think the British Rally Championship did run a season that counted in dirt or something that was quite serious. Um, so, yes, I, I love the sport. I love writing. That's my job. So, happy days. Right, man. That's spot on. Like, you know, I couldn't agree more. Like, the it, it's uh, video games... The, the importance i think is is under undersold far too often in terms of the power to introduce yeah. a new generation of fans and i'm sure we're going to uh uh you know trace our own origins uh in in, in video digital games from this <laughs> and also just to be clear as a as a grown adult well some might dispute that fact but the uh i um, i know even though if most people listening some people listening might have done rally driving or co-driving but most people probably haven't and i know that my advancing years and lack of budget i can't do it myself but i can afford a steering wheel and pedals and get maybe five percent of the way there i'm not saying it's super realistic like some people seem to claim i know there's a big gap but uh at least i'm listening to a co-driver and reacting and rolling and but not getting hurt or damaging my backbones so there's also an element for respectable adults to uh you know there's a bit of fever there, for sure. And I think look, you, you struck on a very relevant point early on. I think, and I think certainly it's one of the notes I have for for Colin McRae rally, which we'll certainly get to uh, later on. It's you know you can definitely trace a line for you know these things inspiring a new generation. That is very important. I think if you asked many people stage side today, if you went to start a survey on a ditch somewhere at at a certain rally in a certain part mm. of the world, I'm sure if you went down through a couple of hundred spectators and asked them. What really got them into the sport, and let's say not 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 as not a small amount of them would have a similar answer to you. So yeah. it's um it's it's very relevant and it remains so. And I suppose the 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 promoter, which is as was another story, isn't always necessarily doing the best job for the health of the sport. Um, but with something like hopefully with the new game, uh, particularly given you know how big the Formula One games have gotten of late, um, mm-hmm. and the the advancing interest in Formula One, then maybe we get something on even a little bit of the scale of that into rallying from the new game. Exactly. It would be very, very beneficial. Yeah, that's that's the that's the big hope. It's Electronic Arts, EA Sports. They're a, kind of a controversial company in some respects, known for perhaps a bit too many microtransactions. But you look at how many copies of the Formula 1 games, but not just that, you know, the Madden American football games or the formerly FIFA football games, but now EA Sports FC this year. That's a controversial topic for another time. But they put a huge amount of marketing and PR and social media influencer campaigns behind these games. And if one of those happens to be a World Rally Championship game, then that's massive for the sport, in my opinion. If it's good, but we'll, we'll find out later this year. Fingers. Fingers and toes firmly crossed. Now, rally games have been in the mainstream for, for over 30 years at this point. Some good some bad and some coming close to being great and sometimes falling at the final hurdle. So today we're going to take a look at a number of titles across the decades. We're not going to rank them um, and not all of which are necessarily great either. So I guess logically what we should do is start way, way back in the late 1980s with the officially licensed Lombard RAC Rally game. Released in 1988, Lombard RAC Rally was a licensed game available on PC and Atari and I guess is the OG rallying title. If you want to revisit it today without having the original floppy disk it came on, like I did the other night, you can find it on the web archive and play it in your browser in all its 8-bit glory. It's uh, a fantastically detailed approximation of 
a Sierra three door cosy interior, isn't it? So I recognise that wheel. You know, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to miss out on what is very definitively a Sierra's dash as well. It's a, it's a, you know, you, you cannot really be confused at much else. And I appreciate the level of detail they put into it. Although graphically, obviously not impressive by today's standards, but the level of detail they put into what they had, I think, still looks rather good and worthy of praise today. Uh, little details. I mean, I think the thing that uh, that that really struck me. I mean, I. I I remember I bought this game at a car boot sale in like the late 80s and didn't have the ability to play it. I think it was the Atari version. I bought it expressly for the uh, the cover of the Jimmy McRae Sierra. Um, it might still be at my mum's house back home somewhere. Um, but it, it it seems fairly redolent of like this, almost this sort of cottage industry of, of video game development at the time. The idea that, you know, quite a niche sport in the, in the grand scheme of things um uh, certainly one based on a specific rally could could have a dedicated video game you know that 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 certainly wouldn't happen now and i can't imagine it would happen at any other time in video game history and the story of how it came about is kind of interesting and of course it has a as games tended to have back then a much much smaller development team as what we, we may be used to if you look at the credits of, of modern games there was less than 10 people involved in the whole project but it supposedly came about from someone watching some onboard someone showed them some onboard footage from the rally, they said, "Yeah, we should make a game of this," and that's exactly how they portrayed the view the player has. It's like the roll cage mounted um, onboard camera. So you're looking out, you can see the kind of shoulders of the both the driver and the co-driver. You're looking bang on down the center of the car over the transmission tunnel. You can even see the driver changing gear as you go. You could even modify the car in the menus as well after earning in-game cash. Don't buying a new pair of Sibbies for the front of it, which I think was a lovely touch for 1988. Um, and it would go on to spawn a number of successors, which we should also cover. So what do you guys think? Uh, I know we, we, all three of us uh, are not old enough in the slightest to remember this game coming out. And as I said, I've only seen it on an emulator and I certainly do not have an Atari or a PC capable of taking a floppy disk. So um, although I imagine finding real copies must be rather difficult at this point. It's, it's a game, actually, that I will be up front and say, of all the games we're going to discuss, it's probably the one I've not played. Um, but now you've let me know that it's available uh, through a browser after we recorded, I'll certainly be checking it out. I'll send you the link straight after this. I'll put Please do. it into the Zoom chat. Um, <laughs> one thing I did notice in my Swift playthrough the other night, it also features like a TV interview section, which is basically uh, trivia. Um, yeah. it's a quiz. Repair your car. Yeah, um, a really cool amount of features for, you know, as as an opening <clears throat> foray into into rallying games. You know, for the first one, I mean, it it came out punching, you know. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's so many. Uh, there's a lot of the 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 TV interview names. I know Mickey Biazian seems to feature quite a lot, understandably, because it's 1988. You know, it had been hot property at the time, and and you can guarantee Mickey Biazian probably wasn't consulted at any time in the development of this game. Probably the last, the first time he was aware of it was when his name cropped up. That's why they didn't have to call him Mickey Bison, like on that uh, <laughs> unlicensed game we were talking about before recording. Um, <laughs> so, and I suppose, yeah. A pretty strong start. I, I don't know what else there is to say about that one. Um, we don't have to, the strength of experience of it to move forward, but we have to use that as a natural starting point for the genesis of all that followed. Um, it's quite fitting that Jimmy McRae should have a, a small bit part in the origin of, of video game, uh, rally video games, I think, you know, given what follows. 
you know, I didn't even consider that actually. A very, very good point, Jamie. Yeah. Which would bring us, I suppose, neatly to one of its successors, of which there were many uh, by the same developer, uh, one that you two do have experience of and I do not, which would be Network Q Rally. Which one? Well, the 96 one for me, but there was one in 93 as well. And uh, I don't know uh, which ones you've played, Jamie. But it was 96 just, uh, for me. Uh, briefly 93, yeah. but 96 is the one that I, I have you know memories of. Yeah, I can still remember the uh, introduction music now. And in particular, because it was this was the first video game I ever played, and while Colin McRae Rally was really what lit the fire and the interest in rally in general, uh, this was the first one that got me into gaming. Um, but my experience was relatively limited because it was on the family PC, which was designed to do word processing and maybe a bit of Photoshop, so it could only be used once a month or something crazy in the loft. Uh, and also, it had a game-breaking glitch. I think RPC wasn't really designed for gaming. So if you didn't skip the cutscene at the start, it would just continue on a loop, and then you had to reboot the PC. Fantastic. But I did uh, that too. Yes. Okay, so maybe that was every copy. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, any game with Tony Mason doing a voiceover is a win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And and it, for me, it's sort of... It, it, I love the fact that because of the limited graphic capability of, of PCs at the time, the um, the intros are all video, blocky videos from, yeah. you know, probably Top Gear Rally reports, as you say, you know, uh, Escort WRC's launching, and, or Escort Cosworth's launching and stuff like that. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, and there was the, the Maxi Megan, which is always a favourite car. I think, I could be wrong here, but instead of the Mitsubishi, it had, the, it had that, the Evo either one to three, but it had the Proton livery. Proton mm. Wirer. Yeah, the Proton mm. Wirer. Uh, but it had a cockpit camera, which looked like it was just basically a, a still image of a superimposed within a game. Yes, uh, I've seen that. Uh, I was watching some videos on YouTube in, in the run-up to this, and I've seen this. It's sort of like an animated photograph, for want of yes. a better word. <laughs> and there's a game later on we'll touch upon, which uh, hopefully which, which does something very similar. But my defining memories were trying to play with a joystick as well, which was clearly designed for flight, but uh, that's all that's all we had, all the keyboard. And my brother would play it, who's five years younger than me, so he was, must have been very young. He would just pull up to the grass and have a picnic. He enjoyed <laughs> doing that. In, in this. Um, I mean, but, the, the, sorry, go on. No, no, final point. Final point. Uh, but, with you know, within that sort of um, youthful exuberance and having jokes about picnics, I still was filled with dread when you had to do the Pundershaw stage. I think it was actually nearly 60 kilometers in the game. It maybe took about half an hour or, well, with my driving, maybe you could do it quicker. Uh, I just re-watched it, or uh, someone played it on YouTube recently. And, and that was, that must have been extremely advanced for the time to have a stage that long. Because as we'll touch upon in some uh, more modern games, even they don't necessarily have ones that are as, as lengthy or as challenging. And I think it had some stages at nighttime as well, so very ahead of its time in some ways, even though now it looks very primitive. Yeah, bold, um, bold, bold, uh, you know, they really struck struck high for that one or, or, or reached high on that one like, to include the night stages and the long uh, Yeah, I mean, that long stage alone must have taken up quite a lot of the oh, processing yeah. power of, of what was available hardware-wise. For me, it's it's hard not to associate this with the one that followed, which was I'm pretty sure basically the same International Rally Championship. Certainly, it was another Magnetic Fields microprose creation, um, and uh, and yeah, I think it obviously expanded upon just the the network queue elements. You had 
a load of weird rallies like Russia, Indonesia, Egypt, um, and a few Whoa. others. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that had a proton wire, uh, Felicia kit car, Ren Magan kit car, uh, Impreta 555. I think it had an Evo 4 as well, and and uh, a, a Repsol uh, Escort Cosworth, a really bizarre collection of cars. Um, of its time and, and so yeah some of those long stages you know again it wasn't a rally game per se certainly international rally championship was because you were often racing against other cars squabbling over the same bit yeah. of the stage you know um which i think is kind of it says a lot about how far rally games have come or the perhaps the public consciousness and understanding of rallying because i think back in the day there was probably some reticence of game developers to sort of depict rallying as it is against a stopwatch as opposed to squabbling at like a race like a race car game you know, against other cars on the same bit of stage um i i agree i mean the, the whole notion of a co-driver seems rather straightforward to to us and the people listening to this podcast but to the general gaming audience i think it's quite an alien concept and actually uh the gaming website i write for attraction uh one of its most popular youtube videos is explaining what a co-driver is in video games, obviously, but it, people watch it just generally to understand, oh, what's this second person doing, shouting these numbers and, and strange words about? And and actually, it does really well. You know, every month there's 10,000 people watch it. Crazy. So you're right, International Rally Championship changed it up a bit. It was almost not rally cross, but yet there was other cars, AI-controlled vehicles on the circuit. But it used the same, same developer as the Network Q games, same graphics engines as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. And the I think this is correct. The PlayStation One port, and only in the UK, was called Tommy Rackinen Rally. So maybe on PC and in other markets, it was called International Rally Championship. But the same game is Tommy Rackinen Rally, which I have a copy of here. He's holding it up as well. Look at that. Yeah. I've got it here. There we go. You say um, look at that, because... Jamie, but this is in, this is an audio medium. Um... I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll describe the Evo yeah, yeah. Four. That pixelated yeah, yeah. yes. Evo Four. <laughs> if if you send us a photograph of that later on, we'll put it on Twitter when we launch the episode. I will do. Maybe. Yeah. It's got a little Tommy Mackinnon uh, picture of his head with world champion and a crest. There he is. Uh, Ar- looking very Google Maguire. Ardell O'Hanlon himself. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if this um, is different to the version that you played, Jamie, but on the front as well, it boasts about 130 tracks and it had all the strange locations, but it also had a track editor where you could create your own circuit, which is mind blowing now, never mind back then. Uh, but I really struggled with this game and I think it's perhaps uh, notable that this released the same year as Colin McRae Rally and one went on to be a successful franchise and one certainly didn't. Um, yes. But th- the other thing is there's a challenge Tommy mode within it and it's just 1v1 against the hardest difficulty it's basically impossible i cannot complete them uh, but there's tommy mackin and voice lines in a typically phlegmatic style over the top and you can barely hear him for the music but it, it's like <laughs> oh you think you can beat me that's basically <laughs> what he says and he's recorded it from his house yes. on the phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a sony when, ericsson yeah when when of course like did, yeah. did, you'd wonder that you know as Jamie obviously had this international rally championship, and as you point out, it came out the same year. Did was this a reaction to the initial success of Colin McRae on PlayStation, and did they scramble to retitle it and port it to PS One with the Tommy Mackinnon name as a sort of yeah response? It, I'm just looking at the release dates, and they both came out in July. So I'm wondering maybe if the PR campaign for Colin McRae Rally was further along the line, and then there was a reactionary thing there but 
Can you imagine July 1998 as a PlayStation 1 owner? You could buy Tommy McKinnon Rally or Colin McRae Rally. That, and, and I went with wisely. Colin McRae. Yeah. Yes, choose wisely. Well, I remember yeah. International Rally that I played on the family the PC made no mention of, of Tommy McKinnon, you know, that well, yeah, apart from no. you could scroll through and see drivers. So yeah. it must have been a definite sort of attempt to probably in reaction to the looming so. success of, of Colin. Um, and another thing I remember because I was like 10 and, and I don't know, had a limited patience. I couldn't, when I first started playing it, there was, you'd run out of fuel on the long stages and you had to pull over oh, wow. to a lay-by with like yellow, arrows and then pull back press down on the keypad to refuel your car and there was no there was no sort of there probably was somewhere but i couldn't find out all i knew is that for a long time when i was playing it i would i could only do the short stages because i'd run out of fuel and uh, couldn't uh, work out how to refuel my my car you know i'd be i'd be having a complete stooshy at the inability to finish stages <laughs> i can't recall that feature at all but maybe i never did the long stages yeah <laughs> maybe they removed it on the the ps1 version yes maybe the ps1s couldn't handle it the longer stages yeah perhaps uh, i'd like to think that you know colin was shooting his mouth off in the service park of um the tour de course saying how much money he was getting for sticking his name on the front of a uh, of a PlayStation game, and, and Tommy is listening in the background, getting his PR people to get straight onto yeah. um, <laughs> microphones and uh, magnetic fields. There uh, should be an option where you, you you can slide wide of some oil left by a helmet imp or something. And, and, <laughs> you know, that, that, that should be. <laughs> it's got an interesting strap line in the back. Only the best is good enough for top people. So it's no surprise that Tommy Mackin and Rally has been endorsed by the double world champion. Double. Double. Double, yeah. Mm, yeah. So sorry, be... was, that, was that only the best is the best for... Sorry, what was that? Only the... Only the best is good enough for top people. What a weird, nebulous, <laughs> nothing phrase, <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> that is highly unusual. Blue sky, blue sky thinking or something from a boardroom, you know? <laughs> and you're right about weird venues. I'd forgotten. It says 130 tracks from over 15 countries, from Alaska to Australia. Yeah. Alaska, famously not a country as well. Um... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I think Brazil was in International Rally Championship as well. But, yeah, yeah, probably the same here then. They were really trying hard to, to harmonize it. We, we've thought of the name and we need, we need people to make sure that this is international. So yeah. we'll, we'll go really obscure corners of the world <laughs> as far apart from each other as we can possibly get. None of which... Which, rally. Yeah, not necessarily have a rally, but we'll, we'll put one there. Um... And I guess as we're on the subject of International Rally Championship and the series created by um, Magnetic Magnific Fields, Fields, we should probably move on to the successor to that one, which I believe would be Mobile One Rally Championship, or depending on if you had a PlayStation or not, Rally Championship. Just Rally Championship, yes. Um, I seem to recall picking this up. I, I, I think I definitely just I feel like I picked this up in like a, a budget bin or something in about circa two thousand and three, two thousand and two. Definitely a few years after it had come out. Um, Did it have a sold it, out software logo? Remember the the discount silver branding you'd get. Yes, it was definitely a silver <laughs> case or something. But of course, you know, my eyes were immediately drawn to the red, the the, the real bright crimson artwork with the with the Ibiza. Uh, kit care with full Lampard spec on the front, which sucked, suckered me right in. And it was probably like 
a tenner or something. Um, and I brought it home and I got many, many hours on PC of being quite terrible with it. I thought it looked like the best thing I'd ever seen in, yeah, 20 years ago, obviously now. Um, and again, looking at some footage from it the other day, I think it looks reasonably good for its time um, and had, had a fair amount of work and detail put into it. Nice car list as well. Um, something slightly different uh, by that point. And obviously, Rally Games had um, really started to kind of gather pace. And of course, we were post Colin McRae Rally at this point. Um, either of you guys have that one too? This is a shout for me for perhaps. In fact, no, not even perhaps. It's the best video game, Rally Game artwork ever sold i think i that 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 front cover i want that in a poster it's incredible i i you know genuinely and i i you know i have strong memories of colin mccray rally 2 which looked classier but that box is everything you know <laughs> yeah this this one passed me by till later in life which is a shame really because i missed out clearly um but it's just mad so even on the playstation it was just called rally championship not mobile one uh but this effectively is an official game of the british rally championship which is will never happen again and don't think it happened before i mean we're in the era here as well though when the british touring car championship had a couple of games back to back as well didn't it and yeah yeah good point like actually yeah. yeah our championships uh, sort of led the way in terms of video game development and they were all both things were made by different studios but they were both british development studios as well also i don't know whether they sold well outside of this small island though um well toka did but, didn't it the touring car one that toka was... did yeah so. yeah that's still got a lot of following on on the internet to this day uh, this less so, but from from memory, it had again like Network QR, it's rally where it had Pundashaw. I think this had some very long stages in it. From from and mm-hmm. yeah, the, the visuals yeah. were a huge step forward, and it had uh, nighttime stages as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was the Octavia F two car in this? It was. It, it was. was. The Almera kit car. Yeah, I have the car list open in it, front of me, complete it, with pictures. But before oh. you get there, like on the stages, like you say, Pondershaw was genuinely brutal. You needed some plasters on your fingers for calluses. And woe betide you if you knocked the front lamp pod off a few K into it in the dark. You know, oh, that's it was right. genuinely nails. And and of course, the slightly weird roly-poly physics, which I must admit frustrated me because, you know, you'd hit a road imperfection in the road, which could occasionally almost flip your car, seemingly mm. unwarranted. Um- a, a dirt rally one uh, problem at times. Mm. Remember, if you recall, yeah. Uh, I think and it's a great point you make. I think again, we, we've we've passed out Conor McRae for the time being. We will come back to it. Um, you know, given that that had come out now, I think playing Mobile One Rally Championship, I think I didn't get the sense of jeopardy, fear, and dread like I got with this game until Dirt Rally came out, where the, yeah. there's almost an element of of fear and horror, as you say, you take out a light or whatever. I didn't get that for almost well, I guess fifteen years later, maybe when when I played Dirt Rally, um, that experience didn't happen in between for me. I think that was the one that really introduced me to that element of it. Yeah, well, hit, hit us up with that car list as well, because I mean, it's all right. Just before into my veins. Oh, sorry. No, on, sorry Thomas. to interrupt again. Just before, am I correct in thinking? But I might be misremembering that that you had to drive front wheel drive cars to unlock the. WRC spec cars. Was Correct. Yeah. 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 I don't think I ever made the WRC cars to be honest. <laughs> but I was driving an Almira and that's a win. A yeah, I don't think I ever got to them either. A 99 spec 206 WRC with the best livery as well, if I'm not right. Mm. Oh, the white and blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, now, being that this is 2023, uh, there is some stuff added to this list that was not in 
the original <laughs> game, ah. which appeared to have been custom made in mods, but they are highlighted as such because one of them is very obviously not a real car because it's a skip um, in this <laughs> list, and it says Wanker's Bakery on it. Brilliant. Playable vehicles, however, Saxo Kit Care, great start. 1996 Escort Kit Care, 1997 Ford Escort Maxi, oh. uh, Ford Puma Kit Care, the 97 Honda Civic, Hyundai Coupe Kit Care, some custom made. Someone made a mod with the Puma, with a four wheel drive Puma, Evo 4, Evo 5, Almira Kit Care, Micra Kit Care, which I really, really like, 106 Maxi, 206 WRC in the white and blue, Jamie. Good memory there. 97 Megan, the Proton Weira, again, re- returning. They popped up, Protons popped Not up. Too much. Up the yeah. games as well. It must be a licensing workaround, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, no, the, the Evo's here as well, though. So oh. Evo 4 and 5, yeah. Uh, Proton Compact, which I guess is a Mitsubishi Colt. Cordoba, another strong one. Uh, the Ibiza from the cover. Felicia Kid Care. Octavia Kid Care. 98 Impreza WRC. And an Astra Kid Care, a Golf Kid Care. Like, that is, uh, that's quite... It's the Grand Old Crew list, isn't it? I mean, it is, is very much so. Is there another game with the Octavia Kit Car that's the- licensed? I do have one somewhere later on. Doesn't it appear in um, uh, the V Rally? V Rally it appears, and I think it's also in um, what's the the uh, Rally Race of Champions one? I think it might appear. Ah, in, okay. But, uh, anyway, this this also gets bonus points for having an ordnance service uh, survey map in the in the head up display. You know, I really sort <laughs> of like I, I enjoyed that a lot. Very. Yeah, because they they were very proud of at the time from looking back at uh, reviews, old reviews now of how they. I guess this is like you know what a developer says they've laser scanned the track these days. Um, yeah. to, to go well, we've worked in conjunction with Ordnance Survey UK and Ordnance Survey Northern Ireland to recreate the stages in whatever detail, and then slapped an Ordnance Survey map <laughs> into the into the the hood, um, <laughs> just as part of some sponsorship deal with Ordnance Survey, I guess. Which is which is quite love, amusing. Yeah, I love the list of stages. You know, Kokainog, My Heroin, Twigley's Pondershaw, Tyrone's Ditches. Uh, you know, as you said, Thomas. You know, you'd never get this in the modern no. world. You know, no, it's, no, it's no. just so esoteric. I, I, I love it. As I'm holding the game in my hands, and as we're talking about it, I I really need to play this again. And it, but the problem is, it might. Is it rose tinted spectacles? Is it going to? It won't live up to the modern day games. I know that. So, but still, just uh, but I'm, I've noticed one random bizarre factoid that on the disc it's printed and it's not the publisher or the developer but it was distributed by electronic arts of all people yes i spotted that on the wikipedia uh, entry last night which i thought was rather uh, unusual and 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 in a roundabout way is another thing bringing us maybe full circle to the present day but um yeah they must have um yeah, maybe they were just UK distributor, or or maybe the well, they're probably maybe. the international distributor because I guess it was a UK developed yeah, uh, game, so point. perhaps that was the international distribution rights. But no doubt, this is one of the all-time greats, and it. We, well, we mentioned it every game we mentioned so far. We compared to Colin McCurry Rally, but because that is the pinup. But this is the this is for the Cognoscenti Rally Championship is 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 where it's at. They all all these early games have strong. Tony Mason on a wet Sunday afternoon vibes, don't they? And I mean, and the yeah. best possible way. It's very homely, you know. <laughs> and, and he's in the car. If you go through the car list, which I watched again on YouTube, like he does a, a voiceover explaining the history of each car in the game, which is just wonderful. Oh. Yeah, dine out, <laughs> dine out on that nostalgia, Thomas, because if you play it, 
You might harm it. Yeah, just, okay. I'll just stick to eat, YouTube. Eat, <laughs> just watch the Tony Mason um, bits and and feed off of that. So from there, then, what came next from Magnetic Fields? So best of my knowledge, that was kind of the last the last game that they did. That was where uh, it certainly ended. as a developers, um, but I, I could be wrong there. Okay, sort of a I suppose maybe a high point to end, or maybe a maybe quite a sad mm. point to to you know. I don't know, maybe the light that burned twice as bright burns half as long. And as we've mentioned this uh, dozens of times already, I guess we should go back in time to Colin McRae rally. But I think before that, there is a very, very important one that did chronologically come before and is maybe has just as strong a place in the hearts of people like us. And that would be Sega Rally. Oh, I, I still get hot flushes and jiggle 20 pence pieces in my pocket whenever I occasionally see a cabinet. You know, it's, oh, I'll stop anything I'm doing, no matter how important and busy my day, if I ever see a Sega Rally cabinet to play. And it'll I mean, inevitably have the really wobbly, broken gear shifter yeah, hanging yeah. off or missing. Oh, the steering wheel really sticky. As well. Oh, the sticky steering wheel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, the worst one for me, the, the seat that would, wouldn't recline and I couldn't yes. fit in. And you'd be like, oh, no, it works, but I actually can't fit inside it. Yeah, the, the problem the, when you're when in your youth that you couldn't reach the pedals and move the seat, and now it's now it's like welded to the steering wheel, so you have to <laughs> kind of fold yourself in and play with your knees on the pedals. The, the rubber gator from the handbrake has long since disappeared, and it's now a greasy bit of steel out of alley, oh. just the, the, from burning grease from the previous incumbent. <laughs> Thank God we hand sanitizer is a lot more relative, re- readily available now because just the thought of a Sega Rally cabinet <laughs> from players gone by just makes me want to sanitize my hands. <laughs> How much would you have to be paid to 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 lick the the handbrake of a Sega Rally cabinet? <laughs> well, uh, if if they paid me in keeping the Sega Rally cabinet, perhaps I might might just lower myself to that level. <laughs> But it uh-huh. was the reason for going, not the reason for, because when I was younger, I didn't have control over where we went on a weekend. But the highlight of the year was a, a trip to Whitby and the arcades on the on the northern coast where there'd be a Sega Rally 2, actually. That was the one that, that uh, was probably the first one I played. And then because I had experienced that one first, going back to the first Sega Rally initially was quite a, a jarring experience. But I love them both equally now. Yeah, I think looking back, it, there's probably you know memories from my youth that I may they may blend together. You know, there may not be. I don't know if I can make the distinction that clearly between the two, the two from my younger days. Um, but certainly today, I think the original is probably more. Uh, you know, if you're going to find one, it's probably going to be the original for some reason. In my experience, no, maybe I think that's right, different yeah. here. But um, yeah, I mean, released in 1994. Um, obviously as judging by the conversation we just had, a game that evokes really strong memories and people across generations and a proper hero game from this list, you know, um, not a sim or realistic by any means and one, I guess, for most of us was played on on the arcade cabinet rather than necessarily at home, right? It was available on Sega Saturn, but that would, it itself wouldn't have been a, a really popular platform, certainly compared to, to Mega Drive before it. And um, Yeah, I've only ever played it in an arcade yeah, uh, I, I, I've never seen. I, I don't even know if I knew anybody with a Sega Saturn in the nineties. But, mm. um, yeah, no actual stages here. I know we've kind of lambasted this earlier, but a lap-based racing game, checkpoints, and other cars on the tracks. The original had just two cars to choose from, though you could apparently unlock a Strat. Yeah, your choice. But the uh, weirdness of the cars, right? 
like, sorry, I don't mean to jump trample on you there, but no. you know, I can't be the only one who, even at the time, thought, okay, so a now recently retired old hat Delta, and I mean, the ST205 makes its appearance, what, in Australia in 1994. It would have been brand, brand new. You know, I mean, it's such a weird choice of two cars. What is it the, the Japanese developers trying to show how you know streets ahead that the the new Toyota was perhaps and show you the comparison between this boxy, boxy European hatchback and the sleek coupe lines of a, an ST two hundred five? There's just some element of that perhaps. Yeah, they might have got the yeah the exclusive deal with Toyota because because Toyota these days is notoriously difficult to work with for licenses to become inside video games. Even though video game companies might pay them money, they are selective. Uh, Need for Speed, the current ones, don't have Toyota Toyota cars, for example, which is a big thing with the Supra as a tunable modding car. Um, I don't know, slight tangent there, but it was one of the few games, actually, really, that has a Toyota on the cover and is featured in Sega Rally. Well, that also makes sense because, like, in early McRae rallies, you'd get Salikas. I remember in McRae 2005, there was uh, an ST185, which I think is, like, give or take the only time i've played an st185 salika in a rally game and then you know sure. in the years following that nothing you know yeah yeah and at the minute they've got a really close relationship for gran turismo but mm. uh going back to the that. crew game i mentioned th- this one is the third game they've released it's ubisoft it's a huge company and they're incredibly proud to have their first ever toyota apparently it took years to get the discussions through so they're a pernickety company when it comes to gaming re- uh, recreations Interesting one, yeah. And it, it, there's a few, there's been a few of them like that over the years because, if I recall correctly, uh, Porsche for many years were very sticky. Yes, I mean, they were in, they were in Need for Speed many moons ago, and then they all but disappeared from pretty much everything until relatively recently again, uh, which is yeah. why you always had to use uh, roughs in yeah. their uh, Gran Turismo right. two, three, four, five. Uh, although we do now have Porsches again. Uh, yeah, they had an exclusive license to only appear in games by EA. For decades, which uh, then uh, four or five years ago finished. But I digress. Sega Rally. <laughs> well, just briefly on another digression, can we all pause to stop about how good it was making rally cars in Gran Turismo Two, stripping back your Toyota Corolla to get the livery on on a on a on a Corolla WRC, or putting three spokes on the Delta S4? That's, yes, yeah. So, you know that's the kind of pervert I am. <laughs> <laughs> and Pike's Peak was in that game as well, which is quite cool. Yes, yes. Um... It was, and, and I'll, I'll bring up Pike Speak again later. Yes. It's always one that I that I come back to, and I and I dearly miss a proper Pike Speak stage to this day. But again, maybe jumping too far ahead. Um, you could unlock a Stratos apparently in Sega Rally, but I feel like that is Ooh, something that was that. a feature of the console version. I would think, given that there's really no way to progress and unlock the Stratos on the cabinet, right? Not without forfeiting months of your pocket money, no doubt. Well, I think. Who had a Stratos on the one of them had a Stratos on the cover? I think the Dreamcast one for number two, which a friend had, yes. had a Stratos on the cover from the rear, if I remember rightly. I think you're yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two had so what cars came in two? A bit, bit more expanded car list. You could get Subarus in the second one, I believe, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, the, the two door GC8, is it? Or Escort WRC? A few others. I remember the, the 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 print marketing campaign for two, which ran in like Rally Sport magazine and everything else, which was just like a, a, a sort of couple having a cup of tea on their three piece suite with you know covered in in muck and grime with ah. you know for like you know kicked back from a rally car and yeah, just funny the things you recall. 
surely this is you know one of these arcade cabinets that you you'd have to have alongside your dream garage fantasy rally car selection in your fantasy lottery garage there has to be a sega rally cabinet in the background somewhere right like an actual delta and then next to it the cabinet sitting sitting between an st205 <laughs> and a 1993 repsol liveried delta well I've got the Celica, and I feel I'm a long way off the other two. So. <laughs> you could be, you, you know, you, you could be close, probably given away into rally prices. I've given you're probably a lot closer yeah. to the Sega Rally cabinet um, from now. Spawned a, a more sequels than I had remembered, other than I fear that many people's memory of Sega Rally stops at two. Do you guys have any experience of what came after? Uh, I had the, the, the Xbox 360. Sega Rally Re- Revo or Revolution or whatever it was, which which was pretty good in a sort of, you know, fire and forget throwaway thing. I had quite a sort of dynamic environments for the time. Like, you know, the, the road would rut up. It was still resolutely arcadey. You know, you'd have, you know, uh, pit specials doing fly paths over the scene and things like that and, and, and giraffes craning their neck in the safari. But it was quite, it was quite appealing um, in, in its own way. Yeah, that was the last, last one I played as well. And I suppose a, a contemporary equivalent really would be something like there was a game called Gravel, it's quite underrated, and Dirt Five had had vibes, but it didn't capture the the essence of Sega Rally that well. I don't know. I just think it's almost a a game where it needs to be stuck in the nineties in some respects, and trying to modernize it with deformable terrain to sort of ruined the appeal but it's kind of strange and the the developer would be in a tight spot there trying to bring up to date something which is so stuck to arcade cabinets with their limited abilities Uh, there was also a sega rally online downloadable spin-off based on that revo game as well which is still on my playstation 3 hard drive but obviously the servers aren't online anymore so i can't (laughs) test it Uh, and i think there was a sega rally 3 arcade cabinet developed in tandem although i've never seen it and never played it the lesser spotted Sega Rally 3 cabinet. Yeah, but it has a Suzuki SX4 in it, apparently. Which oh, well. Is uh, always a pleasure to see that kind of game. <laughs> but I'll just finish on the Sega Rally thing. There is a, an independent developer who's trying to make something which has the Celica and the Delta in it at the minute, in Unreal Engine 5, and it's called Overjump Rally. Um, we have a little article about it on, on the traction.gg website. But my concern there is it's not licensed in any way. And I wish the developer all the best, but it's not an official Sega project, and I'm pretty sure the car's licenses have not been secured. So you can wish list it on Steam, but we'll see if it has to change or if it will ever be released uh, in the fullness of time. And what I'll do is I'll put a link to that article maybe in the description uh, of the show below for anyone who wants to check that out and maybe give this person their support before um, Sega and Toyota mm, and Stellantis, Stellantis Group um, shut them down for good. <laughs> um, so yeah, best of luck to them. Now, I suppose that will bring us now neatly to the game that we've everyone listening has probably been waiting for us to get to. There's been a lot uh, of foreshadowing. 42 minutes in. Um, and that would be Colin McRae Rally. Um, and I guess, you know, the game that started it all for a lot of people in terms of their relationship with sport, which is a very important point. Released in 1998 on PS1 and PC, and then later on Game Boy, holding the same name, but obviously that was Game Boy Color, so not the same game uh, in the slightest. 
the start of a legacy that continues today uh, via the Dirt Series. And I guess now you can trace that into the upcoming EA Sports Rally. Introduced a whole new generation to rallying. You know, there's no doubt about, about that point. Probably responsible for creating a whole, whole new load of fans. And I don't think we can underestimate its impact, can we? No, this, like I said in, in the intro, this is really where my fandom uh, began. And just comparing it to Rally Championship or Mobile One Rally Championship game, where we were talking there about if you broke your lights and it had nighttime rallying and stuff. Oh, this had nighttime stage as well. But this, this I felt was more accessible. The stages were, were wider, there was less consequence for your accidents. So in the modern age, people would poo poo that. I use the term sim kid, which I, I don't use because it's a not very nice portmanteau and it's used in a derogatory sense but here that it was it was still authentic to a degree you still had a co-driver pace notes there was still damage of sorts and so yes you could unlock uh, a jelly model version of your car or be sucked up by a ufo through cheats and little easter eggs uh, but it still taught a whole generation of what rally is and how it works in a general sense and that's why, for me, it, yeah, I, I will always hold this up there as one of my favorite all-time video games. And and um, the fable goes that people in America thought Colin McRae was a fictional character like Lara Croft, but he's a real person. Uh, you couldn't agree more. I think it's imp- it would be impossible for a game to have as much or the same kind of impact that McRae Rally did now in a sort of it, it, in a pre-internet world. It's kind of like Gran Turismo introducing a whole generation of people to weird Japanese JDM specials, you know. In a, Which in is a, why a, skylines are so expensive these days. Yeah, the generation grew up and they, yeah, that's it, you know. And and I think that there's a bit of that in McRae Rally. You know, it's it's in a pre-internet world. It's, it's well, as you've said, it's a lot of people's uh, introduction and passport to the world of rallying and, and so many nice details as well. I used to make it a point of, of pride never to repair the exterior of my car, even if I could, <laughs> even if I had time. So you'd finish with a hanging impreza with perhaps mechanically pristine. But yeah, what a game. It'd be interesting, I wonder, to see the any sort of change in the profits of Subaru of Europe in the same year that this game came out. Obviously, yes. they were selling quite a few impresses off the back of McRae's exploits already, but I wonder did they take another step with this game, but that's a, that's perhaps beside the point. It was a fully licensed game. It had correct liveries, uh, drivers, the voice of Nicky Grist, and the man himself who cameoed as an instructor, in a, your instructor, in a kind of sort of tutorial mode. In a Felicia. Which mm. is sort of really strange, given that uh, the tutorial took place. I guess, I guess it wouldn't make sense to have the tutorial in Adjusted. the car he was driving at the time, and then yeah, the the video <laughs> that he took to Safari in nineteen ninety three. That would have been great. Yeah, um, perhaps before he went to Safari in it, I guess, because it, it didn't really work that well uh, once he got there. But um, yeah, what a, what a really odd choice the Felicia was, but I guess that was the entry level car in that game. The Felicia popped up in a few other games as well, actually, but. But yeah, yeah, I wonder how much McRae got for having his name on the game. Hmm, I suppose it's quite pioneering, so it might not have been as much as we think. But certainly for the sequels, it would have been lucrative, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, the second Once they realised it sold lots. <laughs> yeah. The second one kind of ties in so neatly with the jump to Ford and that fabled one million pound contract yeah. that he got, isn't it? Um, and yeah, I mean, I played one to death, but weirdly, I think it's two is the one that perhaps I most I have strongest nostalgic feelings for. Is it the Cordoba? Um, 
It's, <laughs> that's a part of it. It's also the soundtrack, which is just and and the classy menus. That sort of like teal, like revolving script thing, and it, yeah, lo, a lo-fi drum bass soundtrack for the for the menus. I just yeah, absolutely love it. It's still think- a must spot by now. A lot of a lot of modern uh, games could learn enough from that menu. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Really stripped back, really neat. Well done. It had a font as well that was quite unique, didn't it? Which reminded me of I think Ford used a similar font in their advertisements at the time, which all tied together. And I love the use of I suppose you might call it a pipe on a keyboard, like the, the vertical line, uh, yeah. which was used all through the menus and on on the cover as well. And now it does just the whole aesthetic fit, didn't it? It had a really nice, well thought through theme, and the music matched the menus, which matched the font, which matched the adverts. It was really clean and quite a different look to the first game. Which oh, very different because the, the first game looks rather like the cover uh, could have to could be easily mistaken for the cover of Network Q Rally nineteen ninety six. Yes, the mm. same five 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 impressa, you know, the white background name of the game. That was it. Yeah. Whereas like. You know, the second one, whoever did the graphic design and came up with the aesthetic, um, I hope they got a good bonus because mm-hmm. it's it, that's probably a lot of the reason why it's stuck in people's memory as well. A unique look when it worked perfectly as well and, and people could learn from um, when paired with that amazingly well-chosen soundtrack that Jamie's mentioned already. I think that's, that's probably the peak of the Conor McRae Rally series, I would guess. I also, I mean, I remember the, the the cheat code to get all the cars, one careful owner with no spaces. Um, and uh, I think it's the first time I ever got a three-door Sierra. Actually, that's a lie, because of course it featured in, in Lombard. But certainly the first time I played a three-door Sierra rally car, Jimmy McRae's old one, you know, the Gemini shell car, um, which which appealed at the time. Metro I... 6R4s and the like. I remember pestering. This is one I have a really strong memory of because I remember pestering my old man to take me to Extra Vision when it came out so I could rent it uh, when that was the thing <laughs> that you would do. Um, Extra Vision for the uninitiated outside of Ireland is like very much like an Irish version of Blockbuster. Um, and if, you were, if you're a fan of old rallying, you'll remember Austin McHale's Extra Vision, the black Extra Vision liveried E30 M3. Um, but yeah, I remember him, I remember pestering him to take me to Extra Vision do you remember the smell of those old video shops as well? Just one of these things you remember. They all had a distinctive smell. And I rented it. You could rent it for two days or whatever because I hadn't I hadn't had the pocket money to buy it. But um, and I just spent the weekend smashing cars into trees and just absolutely glued to it. And I think what I have down here is that it's possibly the Terminator 2 of Rally Games. Basically a perfect sequel after an already great first outing. Very good. Very good. It also had an arcade mode as well where you could race... Yeah. You know, like like a like a yeah, like rallycross, as it were. Um, yep. I remember Corsica being nailed. Corsica was really hard, like really fucking quick. Um, whereas Finland, I'd, wa- I'd wager the one that everyone thinks is Finland. When you think of Comico Rally Two, I think yep. I can still trace the opening few corners from the opening stage of Com- Finland and Comico Rally Two from memory. I could be re- remembering this wrong, but oh, there might have been a, a demo that was Finland as well. And that mm. was like that came free with the magazines back then, and yeah, that might be. I played the demo first, and then which was Finland, and the the Finnish stages were the best. And for me, the the British stages were the most difficult. But what I liked about them for the first time is there was there was asphalt sections of a predominantly gravel rally, which was quite cool because mm. I suppose there were 
you know, the Mickey Mouse stages at Country Hubs. It wasn't like that, but they were on asphalt, right? But it had like dry stone walls and like the giveaway markings on the roads. And it's really cool to drive down what felt like to me as a child. Like, oh, it's a public road, but I'm going really quick. Um, but I think this was the one that was ported not too long ago to uh, smartphones. I think, Killian, you mentioned it before we went on air. I just looked it up. 2013, it was, they, they were still using this game as a basis for a mobile version, which just goes to show that the fundamentals were in place. Yeah, yeah, wow. for sure. But it wasn't uh, called Comic Rally 2, it was just called Comic Rally, just to confuse things. But I believe it's based on, yeah, predominantly is, is this game 2.0. It also had Australia, which you had like a little. There was a weird like you could you could cut through on a on a railway track and do some spectacular jump. And That's if you landed right. at night, you'd 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 nail your time. But nine times out of ten, you'd crash horrifically. And in the arcade mode that you mentioned there, there was a, a mode or version. It might have been a cheat where you could press circle and it would shoot fire balls, and your competitors would fly in the air. Not realistic in the slightest, but good fun. That's very Codemasters as of a generation of toppers, so. you know, yes. with the tank sheet and everything. Yes. And yep. I think we could wax lyrical about the early Conor McRae uh, series entries for hours, no doubt. But I think we should move on. And with that, a game that I personally have pretty much no experience of, but I know Jamie has very fond recollections, would be V Rally. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I mean... I'd be the first to admit that nostalgia is doing quite a lot of heavy lifting with this. Um, I, I am reading about it when I when I was thinking about buying or getting a, a, my first console uh, in in the late nineties, and this was basically touted. I, I mean, I don't know. I must have been V Rally Two. Must have been before Colin McRae Rally Two. So I had Colin. I you know obviously played Colin McRae Rally One. Um, but this was the game that, that made me decide to get a PS1 over a Nintendo 64, which definitely ages me a little bit. Um, it's another one of these uh, non-real rally games where you you, you share uh, space on the road with with other cars. Uh, but an incredible car list, Nissan Micro Kit Car, Astra, all the kit cars, Saxo, um, as well as, yet again, the 206 WRC in, in its best 99 livery, uh, and then Astra Kit Car as well slightly duff physics as they all did at the time quite floaty um but it did have a, a stage editor create your own stage which was really quite good you know it had it, it was it was you could you know get quite a lot of definition in there lots of cool jungle stages and the graphics were really good for the time also the cover car was this Ari Vatanen's Escort WRC that you used for the one-off in the 1999 Rally Finland you know the black with a V Rally oh. Because he was sponsored uh, by them, yes. It was, yeah, and that was the, the you know the car. So yeah, really good. Also had a sort of French new metal rap metal soundtrack, <laughs> uh, which is which is worth listening to. You know, it's it's, it's very of its time. So yeah, uh, you know, again, I dare say if I played it today, it would make me want to cry because nostalgia is not what it used to be. Um, but yeah, it's 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 redolent of Christmas circa. 1999 and v rally 2 i mean you know i, I never played the first one <laughs> ah okay so so i did the first one you mentioned there about loose handling i seem to remember if you you know it went anywhere near the edge of the circuit it was either it was either stop your car or flip your car basically it was i found it very very the game wasn't a simulator but it was very difficult it's kind of weird they definitely refined that for the second one um but i just noticed do you remember in 
this is quite video game nerdy, but video games used to be released. And then because you couldn't download them, they would release a platinum edition like a year later if it sold well enough for half the price, about £20 as opposed to about 34 And for V Rally, I've never known, didn't realize they did it. They'd updated the game. These days you'd have a patch. But mm. the platinum version, the first V Rally, has an extra platinum exclusive feature of the Toyota Corolla. Ooh. So they added an extra car at, a, at like a year later. So I suppose if you really wanted to have all the cars, you'd have to rebuy the game, wouldn't you? It, um, yeah. It also had a Renault 8 Gordini in it, which which I don't think wow. I've ever seen in any <laughs> other rally game. Um, I've also noticed that the Almira is, is also in this game. So rare in the real world, but quite uh, popular in video games, apparently, based on our discussion this evening. And the second one, um, yeah, four-player split screen with a multi-tap. Remember that? We had to plug in a separate device. Oh, yeah, the multi-tap, yeah. Do you yeah. remember on, on, a, on a tube telly with you and your four mates in total <laughs> yeah. looking at, like, two inches square of... Oh, God. Yeah. The 90s weren't all that great all the time, were they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Tube telly uh, VCR combos, you know, small enough to fit in your bedroom, split four ways. And... Punching your mate in the ribs to give yourself an advantage. Yeah, you know... Um... Yeah, another thing, yeah, we've left behind the 90s, you know, second-hand smoke and tiny tube uh, yes. TVs. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give a brief mention to V-Rally 3, which is not as fondly remembered. It was on the PlayStation 2, and it was, by then, the Colin Rally series had left it for dust. Um, you know, it, it really was, um, oh, the Skoda Octavia, <coughs> sorry, um, of, of rally games. It, it was at oh. the back of the pack. Uh, Jesus, sorry. what? <laughs> But it had, uh, it had the. Uh, off, I, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I seem to remember playing it a lot in the Hyundai accent in that game. Good choice. All, all, yeah, good choice. Um, but the really amazing thing about that was the Game Boy Advance version, which looks terrible. But if you, if you, in the context of Game Boy Advance games, it's probably the best looking Game Boy Advance game that ever was, which is a small, tiny, portable Nintendo system. Uh, and it had, going back to our early conversation with the Network Q games, for the interior, it literally was just a picture of the interior <laughs> and the steering wheel moved exactly the same technology. But that had like the full Super 1600 gamut of cars. So the lesser spotted Polo with the four headlights, the round ones, was it Costi Cattajamaki? XM2. Yeah, oh, I'm not sure. But... Yeah, and then uh, the Saxo and uh, the Opel Corsa that Meek drove. He's not in the game, but the, in, with that design, they were all in the Game by Advance version of Free Valley 3, which was quite appealing to me on a French school trip. <laughs> so like it's it's when you when when you go to France on the school you have to get French bangers French bangers and uh, a hooky coffee of French V Rally too okay yep. That's it. <laughs> but on the subject of V Rally it's interesting that, that obviously we're moving upwards in or, or closer to the times now um, that how many kind of these track sharing circuit based racer rally in inverted commas mm. games there were the shows maybe the way that the audience went and as people and as technology advanced the people wanted a more serious replication of the rally experience rather than a racing game that had rally cars in it or featuring in it because you know as we know the v rally it didn't have much rally in it really um you know it's, again it's one of these ones that probably shares as much with rally modes in gran turismo than it does with anything else yep. um whereas now we're into more dedicated focused the, and as sim racing has gotten more popular, people are craving a rather different experience. Absolutely. Yeah, sim simulation or sim racing is now a term. It probably wasn't really 
uh, back then, and Wouldn't people so. were clearly experimenting with what what the audience would would purchase ultimately. But as technology improves, you can there's more bandwidth. Like you know, a device, a PC, a PlayStation, Xbox has a, an amount of power, and physics take up a huge amount of that. If you have a really complicated tire model, then you have to lessen the graphics. So it's always a balance, generally speaking. And in the modern day, clearly we're in a place where you can have realistic physics and some semi-realistic visuals or rain and day-night cycles and stuff. Um, but back in V-Rally days, that was not the case. Speaking of sims, I suspect we're going to segue onto the, the mother of all rally sims, eh? Yeah. So as that then does bring us neatly to the fabled and revered Richard Burns rally again, and two in a row for me, never played it. Well, I, I definitely did play V rally, but I have no experience with Richard Burns rally. I never owned it. I currently don't have a PC. Um, my laptop is certainly, uh, or, or a PC capable simulation rig. Um, I think if I hooked up my Logitech sim rig to my MacBook, it would probably catch fire. <laughs> so, um, haven't played its current, Modded iterations, but Richard Burns Rally, why why is it why are people still playing it? And I suppose how did it maybe how did it start? Well, it's it's hard hard as nuts, really. And there's probably a better analogy out there to think about that. And I had time before the podcast as well. Hard as nails. But it's just uh it was probably the first rally game that put vehicle dynamics over and above every everything else. Nothing else mattered. And for me, I was playing it on a PlayStation 2. It's really weird how it released on that because these days people play it on a PC only with a steering wheel and they've got the full setup, sequential shifters and all this. But you try playing this with an, an analog or a D-pad and it's, it's, I think it took me from memory about a year to complete a stage. So I remember purchasing it, reading a review in a PlayStation magazine that's quite favorable, finding it too difficult, selling it, and then rebuying it with paper round money years later. And going, oh, okay, I can, I can finally finish the opening stage. I've, I've done it, because if you so much as brush a ditch, you know, it would damage the radiator and the engine. And I suppose, really, if you do hit a tree at forty miles an hour, that is rally over. So that's what it simulates, and that's what it replicates for a game that's quite off-putting for most people. Uh, but, but really, unfortunately, the game. The company who made it was bought by Gizmondo, which was this weird before smartphones. Like, um, it was like a Game Boy rival, but it was also trying to be look like a phone, and it was a complete failure, a mitigated disaster. And so the company was was folded. So there is a version of this on a portable device, a Gizmondo that no one ever has, no one remembers. Must be stupefyingly tricky. Yeah, and so unfortunately, it meant there's never a sequel. There was never any proper support for the game. It it never went on. Uh, but on the plus side, it means it's abandoned where and people, especially uh, talented Hungarian modders, um, I think the main one is yeah, rallysimfans.hu. They have, and the fans, have come together with the community and they've just continued developing this game ever since. And you can still play it on PC and they've added in all these new stages, some great ones in uh, Czech Republic, for example, very barum. Mm-hmm. And the current sort of, well, now they're called Rally 2, but our five cars uh, and some WRC spec things. Now, they're all based on the same physics, right? They're the same cars underneath, and the graphics are still poor. But the, the vehicle handling is so revered and fated that there are many people who look at this now and go, well, that's the only sim in the world. Forget your dirt rallies and your corner three games. And 
whatever else, or the WRC games, this is the only one that matters. I have a slightly different opinion. I think it's it's realistic, but there are more than just the physics to make a great game overall. But that's that's why the community has taken to it so much. Because the company doesn't exist anymore, no one can legally challenge their slightly questionable unlicensed content. Uh, and the handling still is is still visceral and still difficult, still a challenge. So for 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 myself, who has never played it, but someone who spent a lot of time in Dirt Rally and, and the original Dirt Rally and, and the later Dirt Rally, and I, I I play predominantly what I do play is you know Grand Turismo Seven and Formula One and all these things. It, does it really stand up to these modern titles, um, in terms of its handling model? Yeah, as as a whole, it doesn't. I don't think, and I'm going to upset people with that. But but in terms of it, it's physics. It clearly can't be as technologically advanced, but the way it's done from from way back in 2004, it does stand up in terms of a driving experience. But you have to go through many hoops nowadays to play around with files on that PC. I mean, who wants to do that, really? There's a there's a hardy bunch of a few thousand people that do it, and I don't want to diminish their passion and hobby. It is fantastic. And what's really quite good at the minute is that there are organized events like Dirt Rally or Dirt Rally 2 clubs, if you've ever played those. Mm-hmm. Um, you, so there's an organized event, and everyone rallies in it. And if you retire, that's you out of the event. That's it. And so it keeps you on a knife edge, keeps you sweating, uh, because you can see at the end of the stage your results. And it only takes the merest hint of a tap of a rock, and your car is not going in a straight line or not braking properly. So, um, yeah, it's definitely for the hardcore. I had it on Xbox One, and, and I I couldn't. With a controller, I couldn't get on with it. You know, it was it was nails. Yeah. I didn't have the, the the patience and the wherewithal for it. Um, I'd like to give it a go now. I love the fact. I love the fact that it's 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 got such a sort of cult place yes. in Mali. You know, whenever you're right, whenever someone mentions, I mean, it almost suffers from being that that it's the stick that any WRC or any rally game professes to be a simulator is clobbered by, you know. Um, But it's had 20 years of community development by now. Yeah. Um, Whereas your modern titles don't don't have that luxury. But I know they might have bigger budgets, but there's different constraints. They have to fit within licensing regulations. They have to make something that they think will sell. This, This doesn't have to do any of that. It's just what fans want to make. There it is. And you can get a BMW M1 and a whistling and pig Salika, which you know, there's no other reason that that's a winner, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. but, but really, I would say if anyone's interested in trying it, it's it, you really have to have a full steering wheel setup and a cockpit and and a powerful PC, and that's quite cost prohibitive and space prohibitive. But it's 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 just worth it. I'd like to try it. I must. I must find someone <laughs> within driving distance uh, yes. <laughs> that I know uh, who can let me have a go because I've just heard so much about it and I've watched so much on YouTube about it, and I do know people who who do play it. Um, and I'd like to compare it and and see if it lives up to the hype, as it were. Um, but it's amazing that a game can attain such longevity, particularly a game like that, twenty years yeah. later. I think it's amazing that such a community and fan base still exists with you there completely. I just think it's also a shame. That the company was never around to continue that amazing work themselves in an official capacity, because this could have been a franchise to take on the dirts and the Columbia craze and the official WRC games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if Dirt Rally Physics with modern licensed cars and better damage models and better visuals, you know, that's that's I think what everybody on the internet wants from the new WRC game. Mm-hmm. You know. 
whether or not that's, that's going to be the case remains to be seen. I think I think they have to have yes, it's realistic to a point, but we ultimately have to be aware that this has to this has cost X amount, and we need to make this amount and appeal to this number of people. And then, yeah, the accessibility has to be there. Although, and again, probably won't jump too far ahead, but I believe just two handling models in the new game. But um, mm, yeah. yeah, they obviously have to tick many boxes, whereas these guys can focus on but one or two. But um, if you have the time and the money, and you're really into rally sims. It's sort of a rite of passage that you have to try it. So, Killian, get on it. Okay, well, once I have somewhere to put all of this, well, <laughs> yeah. my my folding play seat is very useful at the moment. Um, you definitely need to have a dedicated room and space for all this proper, you know, to become one of the, the yeah, PC yeah. master race. Um, it's a big that. commitment, which means sometimes if you've made that big commitment, you're going to spend a lot of your time on Reddit and forums defending that commitment without mm. being... That was diplomatic. Uh, too controversial there. I, I um I'm going to see a friend David Lamb, who I believe has this game on a full rig setup tomorrow. So I will report oh. uh, back from when I knocked all the corners off a whistling pig Salika and <laughs> they had a sushi in. Grass. Oh, you you'll lock up within the first heavy breaking zone and be straight into that ditch, and it'll be rallying like real life. Yeah. Oh, um, I seem to recall. Final point: you could, if you were stuck in a ditch and you weren't. Re- heavily damaged you could press a button to have the crowd push you back on which i thought was quite cool amazing amazing but much better than you just resetting to circuit and getting Mm. a time penalty and an animation of some yeah a a ruddy sweaty fans pushing you back on that's it yeah i don't think it's quite as advanced as that but it it sort of (laughs) does it fade to black and then the 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 people are there and they walk away Ah, yes i think so but oh now we're verging on the i could be wrong there (laughs) <laughs> There's just well, comments, comments coming in as we speak. So we, we might we might leave Richard Burns rally there then. And I think uh, a series, another we need to, to start on another series which has been spawned many titles and has recently departed, I guess. But the official WRC series, I think, may, would be a good place because this this now would have come out around the same time. So yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So the first official ever WRC licensed rally game. But you know, we've talked about oh these other games that have had the cars in, but they haven't all had, not just the WRC branding, but the full roster or all mm. the drivers' names necessarily, or, or all the rally names all matching in the same game until the first one in 2001 and then there was many sequels after that. Yeah, because Richard Burns Con- was in that time as well. Yeah. And The original Conor McRae rally, it had eight real locations, but none of them are real stages. Correct. They're, right, they're, they're countries, but not the stages, so this is where the license game comes in, I guess. Yep. So is it 2001 you said that came out? 2001, yeah. Highlight of my PlayStation 2 uh, ownership experience. Um, I wonder yeah. why that is. It's 2001. What happened in 2001? Did someone get a podium on the Safari? I, I, I believe so. <laughs> the, greatest, the greatest ever two-litre world rally car did rather well. Um, <laughs> no prizes for guessing which car I played with perennially. <laughs> and again, another game that I have no experience with due to my lack of PlayStation 2 uh, Killian yeah. is the only man in the world who has never. Uh, uh, people people that. don't believe it. Yeah, think that can't be right because everyone had one, right? Um, so no, I'm afraid not. So I, I didn't have any experience of the WRC games until much much later, short of playing um, demos in game shops. Remember when you could when they had a yeah. PlayStation Two in a cabinet and they'd put the latest title on it. Um, so I did that, but that was that was about it. Do they not still do that? You know? <laughs> well, all the game shops have closed down. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I remember El Condor was was a particular, as in real life, was a, a great stage. You know, in in my Octavia WRC, um, I I don't know. I struggle to differentiate the first and the second one. All these years later, they kind of meld into the two. Although I think the second one had far better physics in terms of you know floaty cars not feeling fully connected to a stage. Um, certainly on tarmac because Monty could always feel a bit, you know. Ice skatey, roller skatey, if I remember rightly, um, but it certainly got better. Yeah, the, the I was a, an ardent Colin McRae rally fan at, at this era, um, and it actually, I didn't discover uh, the official WRC games. I, I was well aware of them, but I didn't actually play them until I played a demo of the second one while I was in hospital for uh, some toenail operation. Anyway, we don't need to know that. But I was like, oh, and I vividly remember actually playing the Octavia in that in that uh, scenario and going, oh, I need, I need to have this in my life. So obviously I played through the, the first one. This was around the David Richards era, wasn't it? Of when he, he had the rights. And it was a it was the correct decision to make an official game. So whoever was responsible for that, I'm sure it wasn't just uh, Mr. Richards, but what, what that was a that was a big decision. And it really tried to replicate the stages more than any other game, I think. El Condor was was a great example there, but it had um yeah, sweet Sweden and New Zealand, and they were all very distinctive to each other. And much closer to actuality, I'm not saying they're realistic, but much closer than any other game had got, in my opinion, just purely in terms of stage design. The handling, you're right, of the cars left a lot to be desired of sometimes. Uh, but the second one resonated with me a bit more, because I think I'm right in thinking it had Chemical Brothers uh, and the menu mu- as a menu music, Star Guitar, was it? Great song. And the second one also had the drivers and co-drivers' faces and likenesses represented in the game. The first one didn't, I, didn't, I don't think. So... Yeah. It was quite cool to see Thomas Radstrom, you know, it's kind of stretched weirdly with his glasses there. But yes, um yes. In the elongated Harry Potter, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They got uh, the Nancy ob- Brothers down though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but obviously Colin McRae was not in these games because of licensing clashes. So yes, it was the official WRC game. It had everybody apart from the McRae. I don't think I'm not sure if Alistair was in them either, but certainly Alistair Colin was, was, yeah. It was, was Ford he? Driver One was was Colin, wasn't he? Or Ford Driver something else. Something Definitely, Sites was there, and McRae wasn't by name. So, uh, yeah. so, so, the second one resonates with me the most out of those. But there was five in total, and what's interesting was they were a Sony PlayStation exclusive. So Sony had the exclusive rights to both WRC and Formula One during this era. Um, but the shame also was only the first of these five was ever released outside of Europe. So North America, I'm afraid you didn't get uh, the fifth one, which is called Rally of Fold, which is also Really good, in my opinion. No, they're, they're all decent. Yeah, they're all, they're all really good. I remember the third one. The, the reason I liked the third one was purely because of the car selection menus. A, I distinctly remember being able to toggle between Castrol and BP liveries on your Focus. Ah. Lot. And then you could get this fantastic exploded car view when you pressed square on the PlayStation and all the bodywork and the panels would move several metres outside and you'd be able to see the suspension. Just... Really neat, you know, little things. Yeah, I mean, it's those sort of things where, you're like, whoa, look at the graphics, and now it's a bit primitive. But you're right; that was that was amazing. And I liked the fifth one, Rally Evolved, because they had this thing where you would come across other rivals who had crashed or broken down in the stage. Now, when you've played it a bit, it's clearly a canned animation. It's not like live. It's like, oh, on this corner in this stage in Japan, there will be a crashed Mitsubishi, but <laughs> there's Giuliani. But it's like, um. But that that seeing that for the first time in a rally game, I mean, I'm sure some of the others we mentioned might have done it, but for me, it was still like a 
oh wow, look, there's Danny Solo with his bonnet. That's that's quite cool. He's so lovely. <laughs> that's two two episodes in a row, no, Daddy Solo. I, know, I was right? going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. By the way, in the Acropolis 2003, I don't remember him. I saw I saw, looked it up after you mentioned it. I thought, oh yeah, he's on the intro list. But did he actually take part in the rally? I don't remember any. I tried to find an image of him mm. uh, taking part in it, and couldn't couldn't find one. So weird how he was ever down to drive a was it work Citroen? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then. Then he then was didn't become a, a regular Citroen driver, did he? Because then he was in Fords and stuff. But yeah, weird. You mentioned uh, something that you wanted to bring up on the subject of RC games. There's a rather unusual title bunged in there. One I wasn't familiar with at all, and that would be WRC Arcade, Thomas. I think, which has a, a slightly yes, unusual a very, story. A very brief mention here because uh, I know we're going on along on on for a while. Actually, I've just realised my copy of, uh, cost fifty pence. Apparently, I don't know if you can see that on the Zoom call, and it's an audio podcast. Brilliant. Uh, moving on. So, WRC Arcade was an attempt at broadening the appeal of the World Rally Championship again. So, once we've we've all mentioned games here that are actually more rally cross, where you've got cars also on the track, and this is exactly what this was. And strangely, it was on the original PlayStation, uh, but it came out after the mainline WRC official games came out on the PlayStation Two. So it was clearly, a, and at a reduced price, with an age rating of 3+. plus. So it was clearly aimed at a, a younger, cheaper audience. Let's arcadify things. Uh, but it had the 2002 WRC season in terms of cars and drivers. And the tracks were named after the real-world events, even though they weren't authentic. They were at least stylized and differentiated to each other to match uh, New Zealand and Wales and Sweden. Um, but it has the the worst handling of a rally game I've ever had the displeasure of trying in my life. It's it's a, it's, a, it's abysmal. Um, even when you're on asphalt, it feels like you're on ice. And I know that's quite sounds like an exaggeration, but it isn't. The cars just slide straight on at a corner. Um, but yeah, AI sure that's not an accurate depiction of the the Lancer WRC that's on. Oh, that's probably that yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Alistair McCray and Dale Coy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just, it's appalling. Weirdly, the developer made a game either soon after or soon before called The World's Scariest Police Chases, which was based on an American TV show. I don't know if either of you remember that. I do remember where that it was one, like yeah. Helicopter, American voiceover like this. And they had the helicopter shots of a car chasing America. Uh, that drove better than this. <laughs> so, something <laughs> went wrong along the way. But just a brief mention to the worst and often forgotten, for good reason, official WRC game, WRC Arcade on the first PlayStation. It's a good thing that I didn't purchase that with my my lack of PS2. I could have easily, I could have easily <laughs> slid slid into uh, WRC Arcade ownership, and that would have maybe really put me off. Absolutely, um, yes. Would yeah, have undone all the hard people work. in, but yeah, put them off. <laughs> Bin, binning it along with copies of Conor McGregor Rally Two. It's terrible. Um, yeah, okay. So we'll, we'll come back to the WRC titles again shortly because there is obviously many. Yeah. I think we should maybe move on to the Dirt series, uh, which has had many iterations um, and ones that shared names aren't always quite similar. Um, I suppose the first one, Colin McRae Dirt, the last one to have his name on it, I suppose it's sort of like a, in my opinion, almost a kind of a, a semi-reboot of the franchise. Um, the first one I personally owned following Colin McRae 2, they don't know three and four. I never had three and four. Um, the last one to bear his name. I had a really good experience with this, to be honest. I, I, as I say, I felt like it was a bit of a, a reboot. It came out on PS3 and Xbox 360. It had a really unusual car list because it didn't have licensed current cars. Um, 
not without its merits, the list in itself, the top tier, we're sort of focusing on Super 2000s, like there's a Punto Super 2000, you'd have the Colin McRae R4 as well, uh, and then a couple of classic cars like the, the Impreza WRC. But there was no up-to-date rally cars in it, outside of like the S2000 class, and very, yeah, very, I think maybe three or four tops um, world rally cars. Yeah. Um, it did also have a Saab 9.3 Rallycross car, um, and a pretty uh, unusual... Yeah, and a really unusual set of locations as well. Again, there must have been some sort of licensing things going on here. Um, they, yes, I actually brought them. So there were Super 1600 cars there as well, which is great because we didn't really see much of those uh, following that. They, they had, the this is where they first, where Dirt started to go slightly outside of rallying. It had the hill climb big rigs and uh, rally raid uh, spec stuff and rally red t4 like the big cameras uh trucks and buggies things like that locations were quite strange you had a lot of circuits uh, and a favorite of mine which i've been banging out a lot about so far was it also had pike's peak and you could pretty much drive any car in the game up pike's peak uh, which was great fun yeah the, to be slightly nerdy about video games this is the first game to ever use what's called the ego game engine which is Codemasters technology they still use to this day for the Formula One games. It's quite aged now, but this was this was a debut of the technology that's been used in many, many games uh, since. I seem to remember there was the Peugeot 307 WRC in there of the few top-tier cars. Mm-hmm. Could be You're wrong. correct, yeah. And, I, and weirdly, even though it wasn't an official WRC game, it had Tony Gardemeister's Astra Racing livery, which he competed on the Monte Carlo. Which, yes, yes. Which, you can also which, get a SD205 as well, I believe. You could, you could, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but and... this was in the era when McCray himself wasn't in the WRC anymore, right? So he yes. was doing uh, the Dakar and things like this. So it had, I think it might have had, did it have his Nissan in? Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Hilux or whatever it was, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would have been around the time he did like the X Games and things like that, which probably fed into mm. the second dirt, um, a bit more, although that didn't carry his name. But that's where we started to see stuff like, um, Jim Cana, which I really enjoyed actually in Dirt Two. I really liked Dirt Two. Um, I really enjoyed the Jim Cana modes. Um, good way of kind of pitting yourself against yourself and trying to beat beat your score. Um, in a way outside of of the stages, if you ever got a bit frustrated at the rallying sections themselves. Um, yeah, there's Travis Pastrana was in this one as well. I think um, we were the best because we were the fastest. <laughs> <laughs> yes there was a definite uh, voiceover wasn't there trying to create some sort of story and dialogue and I, and actually I think most video game fans like this one the best but I preferred the third one because it was more rally focused but I digress yeah it, that was it it went back it went back a bit more rally focused again for the third one there, was there still Jim Cannon in the third one there was still Jim Cannon yeah, yeah. but Ken it went Box away from like the, yeah. yeah but it went away from like the rally raid stuff and the the truck racing uh, segments a bit, but it was a bit more rally focused, um, and gave us a bit more of a different car selection once again, which I have in front of me ready to go. Of course, not quite ready to go. I know the page isn't loading. Um, <laughs> while you're, while you're looking at that, I, I, my main memory of this was it had really good finished stages, which well, dirt three, yeah, dirt three, which dirt one and two didn't didn't have Finland as a location. I don't think. And so I was, I really enjoyed um, in the focus, like Ken Block's, was it 2010 focus, something like this, in that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologies if the year's wrong. And just driving the 
the fi- finish stages. I think the mini WRC was in there as well. Uh, the mini was in the third one, yeah. They had uh, the four, they call them the Pro class, which is a Focus, the C4, the Fiesta. I said the Focus would have been retired, although Ken Block is to drive it a bit later, the Mini Countryman. And then, uh, rather unusually, you had with the American spec cars, like a Fiesta Open class and mm. the um, the Vermont sports car built Impreza's as well uh, were in the third one. I don't think I ever played that three. Yeah, it had um a fantastic online mode, which even though if you could buy a used copy of Dirt Three, you can never play the online modes, right? Because the servers aren't online. Called Cat and Mouse, and you split up into randomly assigned. You know, if you've got a lobby of eight friends, you you split up into randomly assigned uh, teams, and one driver will be in an old mini, and has to reach the end of a stage in in in, huh. in one piece. Three other players have to defend that mini, and the other four players are trying to attack that mini and stop it from uh, finishing the stage. So it's not realistic That's in cool. the slightest. But and then the next round, rolls would reverse, and you're trying to def- attack and defend, and, and vice versa. And it was absolutely hilarious, and a, a shame that you cannot preserve ever the online mode of a game. You know, you look at, look at movies and and books; you can preserve them somehow. But once those servers are switched off, That's it. it's just some YouTube videos. Yeah. You know. And I suppose after Dirt Three, then we got something that was a really a real sea change once again for for rally games. Um, certainly in the mainstream, although it may not have been the most accessible and remains not necessarily most accessible, but a lot more accessible than the likes of your Richard Burns rally. Was Dirt Rally came along? I suppose this is where we saw the differentiation now take place since that there's the the Dirt Rally name, and then you had the Dirt the numbered Dirt games, which were the more arcadey uh, versions from there. Uh, Dirt Rally and Dirt Rally was a sort of an experiment would that be correct in saying yeah when it was originally released yeah my, uh, my understanding and I don't want to speak untoward is that Codemasters a company was, was in financial trouble at this point in time and Dirt Rally was almost a skunk work project which is why I, I love the origin story and one day I'll get it on record from someone and uh, so it was released only as early access on PC which is so it's PC only and early access is where a game publisher releases something usually self-publishes it and it's not finished. And they're relying on the community paying a reduced price to help fund the rest of the game development and also gather feedback. Uh, but thankfully for everyone involved, it was a runaway success. They got enough money to finish the game and then they got enough money to put it onto consoles as well and make it in VR and, and put the stages in. So it became uh, a de facto... Well, it's it's probably the only modern era rally simulator that calls itself a simulator as opposed to a game. Yeah, it's interesting. I never actually thought that that it really was distinguishing itself as such. Although I, I always called it a sim, but it was just that it was really standing above and saying, "No, I am a simulator," rather yeah. than than anything else at all. It. I struggle to actually decide on if I prefer the second one over this or not. But I think ah, let you, Jamie come in with his comments on it first. I, just that I absolutely loved it. I mean, you know, it's kind of for me. It was my I'd gone away from video gaming full stop, uh, let alone rally video gaming. You know. Uh, Go, you know, doing other stuff, um, and uh, yeah, I'd been aware of 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 this sort of groundswell and and building a head of steam of dirt, um, uh, you know, online, on it belatedly for Xbox One, completely fell head over and heels for it. Um, first of all, with a controller, um, and then with a wheel, and yeah, just I, I still think if there's if there's a lot going on in my head and I want to just zone out playing one of the well stages with a well, well set up, you know, two-litre focused WRC is one of the, the most 
you know, involving video game experiences. And I was satisfied. I remember the first time I managed to ace, did a, do a clean stage uh, in Wales, you know, feeling the need to sort of like, you know, wake up my then girlfriend to sort of get praise and plaudits. Not that she'd give a fuck, you know, it's just like, look what I've done, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, love it. Really rewarding. Just superb game. Similar thing for me, although not to do with my girlfriend, but like that uh, was probably the first time I ever put a gameplay video or something on the internet. I did a run in the Hyundai i20 WRC car in Finland. Mm-hmm. I thought, that's so good. Someone on YouTube will want to watch it. They didn't. But, you know, there was that sense of satisfaction of I've done a run yeah. here and I've nailed every corner. Yeah. I'm going to put it on the internet. Or even just and, a series of fast-flowing corners yes. can be really good. You know, just, oh, I can't believe I've done that. Screwing yourself up to sort of take the bit that you can sort of do flat if you're really neat, but will be catastrophic if you get it fractionally wrong. Yeah, it's yes. one of the most satisfying video game experiences I've ever had and continue to have to this day. Because, And I, I remember when I initially got it, I, I came very close to deleting it because it was <laughs> so difficult and it was so hard. And I guess at that time, you know, I, I was probably, I'd reached an age where I could now put the time and effort and, and, and kind of understand how these things should work a little bit better. But I came close to, to binning it entirely and then, then it clicked. And then it was, you know, you you were going through the stage with this sort of horror, and you've one light missing in it. I think I remember, I, I think, I think Jimmy Broadbent did a video saying it was like a horror game at some point. Um, who's a, a a sim racer YouTuber? Um, it's like a just sense of dread and jeopardy, and you're waiting for the tree to give you catastrophic radiator damage at any moment. But then you know you'd come through those few corners, and you were you were you know you were up on the splits, and then you got to the end, and it was just you're going. Yes, yeah. you could sit back. Your palms were sweaty if you're playing on the D-pad or on the gamepad. Um, and it's fantastic. And then then they, they released the VR mode as well. And then, you know, I had the steering wheel and the PlayStation VR and the sense of immersion yeah. was sensational. Uh, and Metro 6R4 and VR with the steer, sitting down, steering wheel. And I got through a bit of COVID, you know, locked down the house and we'd, we'd sit down and have a bottle of wine and play Dirt Rally VR and go up, go up Pike's Peak in Dirt Rally VR after a bottle of wine and see see how good we could do or bad. Um, and it was fantastic. Although the biggest flaw for me and, and one that kind of became apparent to me later was the cars did feel like they didn't have a lot of weight at times. We hit a ditch. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Wales was, the, I think, the one that gave you the biggest evidence of this. Um the car would would really take impacts really weirdly. Like it was always fine if you stayed on the circuit, but if you if you clipped a ditch or a rut, the car performed really strangely, or or it was it was uh, very unusual. Um, and and maybe something that that's annoyed that's kind of annoying when I revisit it now. Probably more because I only started co-driving after I initially played Dirt Rally, is that the pace notes are delivered in the format of corner then severity rather than severity corner. Um, so wow. left four rather than four left, for instance, uh, which is something the Kiloton games always did as well. Although there's another problem with their pace notes, which we should maybe bring up later. But um, that now bugs me <laughs> a little bit. Um, but uh, maybe that's just something that that that's came around later on. But a fantastic game, and I think the code the code driver, other than the way the, the format of the pace notes, the code driver sounded absolutely fantastic and remains one of the best code drivers in rally games. Um, because it was clearly recorded. With someone driving the stage as opposed to mm. a pre-recorded set of numbers and words that were just inserted as you go. Could be wrong here. I think the co-driver in the first uh, rally is it might be Paul Coleman who was the game director. That's how scrum yes. it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the second is. one, it's Phil Mills. Yes. And I really like how sometimes he'll stumble a pace note. 
mm-hmm. because they've just recorded that stage and they thought, oh, we'll, we'll keep that in. And I believe they put him in like a motion rig or something like this mm. to record those. And isn't it if you put it into the game into French, it's Stefan Prevo as well? It is Stefan Prevo. In Dirt Rally 2 is Stefan Prevo, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of, I wish, I wish I had <laughs> level of French to yes. Yes, put it in French mode and have Stefan Prevo um, berate me for some reason. Um but uh, yeah, there's one really stands out in Dirt 2.0, which we've, we've ended up straight into, is in Germany, one of the stages in Germany, you're going uphill after a square left, yeah. and I can't remember the name of the stage, and he just stops, uh, and it's another square left or a one left, and um, he just stops, and the first few times I played, it just went straight on into a tree. There was, <laughs> a, there was a note missing from there, and there is a couple of wrong notes in it. I think Poland has a few as well, actually. I'll have to trying to remember but um yeah which is good and it's it's it, it, it seems more authentic but again he's in the motion rig and i think the the original i remember watching a video with the original one and i think they recorded three different versions of the pace notes per stage so depending on the sort of pace you were going right yeah. the tone of voice would actually change um from the co-driver as well which which always sounded really good so yeah no fantastic series um in the first one there's a there's a there's he says something like cut Cut. Be brave. He told you to be brave on a, mm. a, a, a thick, a, a, you know, a thick left-hander in Germany. I think you know. Yeah, just love it. Yes, because that isn't in, in the in the second one. There isn't those like the, the notes are well called by Phil Mills, obviously, as you would expect. Yeah. But there isn't those more other sort of things yeah. that you might put to mm. push the driver on that little bit more, or or a watch or a something like that. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember that actually. Now to just said it, I know the corner actually because again, it's yeah, in the yeah. second I'm one. Left yeah, yeah, um, which is really interesting. So we see if Jonathan Jackson can uh, or Kirsty Riddick can deliver in the new game. I was going to ask. I don't know who the the women co-driver was. Kirsty uh, Jackson. Kirsty Riddick is the Kirsty Riddick. Sorry, uh, Jackson. Who, yeah. Jonathan Jackson. Yeah, Kirsty would have been co-driving with Johnny. Would be probably best known for co-driving Johnny Greer. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so maybe we should leave Dirt Rally 2.0 mm. there. Then I think we've 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 gone through both of them now at one point. Although I don't know unless you have any other parting points on the Dirt series. I'd have one on Dirt Four maybe before we leave it. But oh well, just before Dirt Four, I would just say that Dirt Rally 2.0 had the well, I think the first one did as well. But the the clubs feature, which people can create a community based rally, mm-hmm. and again, like we mentioned with Richard Burns before, you know, if you have it set in a certain way and you do have an off and you retire. Or you have a puncher. You can't restart. It's it's asynchronous multiplayer. And that was a really amazing thing during the lockdowns. And the new EA Sports Diversity game will have that as well. So that's another amazing way of getting into Rally on a more serious level, I thought. Yeah, the element of competition. I did join a number of clubs and I was doing a sort of a competitive-ish championship there lately. But then you get you get rather annoyed and pissed off when yes. you have an absolute nightmare of rallying. Oh, I'm not even going to bother with the next one now, but it's so frustrating. And you could be only two stages from the end and rip a wheel off to realise that you actually didn't put the spare in that service. <laughs> yes. Um, in a, and again, a very, very authentic sort of way. I mean, you kind of, you look and press the look behind button and you see there's nothing in the back. You go, shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you've got another stage before service yeah and you've got to yeah. run on the rim yeah but that's that's cool uh, and I just want to say that, that there's a Jersey e-rally which I take part in Ben Brunel a colleague of mine uh, organised that each year that was a really oh, good ooh. one to take take part in uh, because the Jersey rally couldn't take place and so they did it in, in Dirt uh, 2.0 and there was Oliver Solberg did one and Skoda Motorsport did them as well they're, they're, and I hope 
they re-fire up, you know, with the with the new title. But let's see. Well, they seem to be they seem to be pushing hard with a lot of the people in WRC two and in WRC for the new game. I guess because again, it's officially licensed. So maybe we'll see some more uh, community events driven by mm. the promoter and the developers themselves. So it would be interesting to see what comes of that because um, the esports WRC esports did have a bit of traction up until a number of years ago, but it kind of died off. Yep. So with that, I guess do we want to touch on the later WRC games before we start to finish up and talk about the new game? Well, we can we can briefly mention them, I suppose. There was a year where they were all very average, I felt, in my opinion, and they were developed by Milestone. Then there was Killaton or KT Racing, and they were also very average. Uh, but I did I did like WSC 9, 10, and Generations to an extent. But I know you have an alternative opinion. Well, I, I didn't mind 9 and 10 so much. I did, they didn't touch, for a driving experience, the Dirt Rally games, but... The, no, the, wealth, the wealth of stages and obviously having yeah. the official cars which Dirt Rally didn't the stage design they were really narrow as well the, like which is what rally stages tend to be we made them a lot trickier but because you weren't really enjoying yourself in the car it wasn't worth putting in the time I felt from my level to I would just turn it off and go back to Dirt Rally also really didn't like how the, the kiloton pace once were delivered because it just sounded like someone pressing play on a soundboard you know really yeah. stuttery and jumpy and it was clearly just a pre-recorded list of words and numbers um inserted into the stage after rather than putting Phil Mills in a motion rig. And it really mm-hmm. takes you out of it. I think a lot of that the immersion in Dirt Rally comes from how good the pace notes are. Um but I never really took to the Kiloton games and I did get WRC generations at, at a reasonably good price, even though it was only not long after launch. Uh didn't gel it at all. Again, same thing. Stages, locations were great. The hybrid cares uh, but it was really clearly unfinished. Some really weird things like you could be on throttle or off it. And nothing, it was 100% throttle or, or, or off and nothing in between. So no sort of finesse there available through the pedal. Well, I would say I, I really didn't enjoy driving the Rally 1 cars, which is sort of the signature dish. So that's kind of defeats the object. But I, I just really like the stages. Yeah, the, the some of the what they call epic stages are twice as long as what's in Dirt Rally. And I well, don't think Dirt Rally yeah. 2 even has enough stages even if you get the version with the well, dlc the yeah yeah and when that game first came out actually it's quite light on content and then the very DLC light. Was, was remakes of the first one and you think oh mm. that mm. is a downside to that game but you but in terms of the driving and the car sounds in the wrc generations nine and ten they're, they're pretty abysmal oh miserable yeah yeah they're really really flat and it takes out but it's like it's like for me there's something about them they've got a joie de vivre perhaps of uh on paper, they're technically not that great, but I still really enjoyed playing them. Uh, after nine onwards, but before then, I even really didn't didn't like them that much. So, I know I know that technically they're not meant to be that good, or they're not objectively they're not. Um, there's something about them on a gravel stage with the steering wheel when they got in a rhythm. I enjoyed how the the car suspension worked, and that that's that pulled me through. But there's a lot you have to overlook to get to that stage. Mm. Yeah, no, I think I had a good enough time with ten, but um, yeah. they were always available quite cheap online on the PlayStation yes. Store or whatever. So you do, you never felt like you were really shortchanged, to be honest. But you did yeah. get that much more content, and the long stages, and they had the power stage, uh, and all that, as you say, because like the longest stage in Dirt Rally Two was probably fourteen, fifteen k, I yes, guess, in that region. Whereas I'm looking forward to, and maybe this should bring us neatly to talking about the new game proper. Although we keep touching on it and then moving away from it is uh, what we know. Uh, about it and we, we we do know that there's going to be some long stages 
Yeah, the, the development team. So just quickly, uh, this is a lengthy episode. I do apologize. <laughs> the, the, so this is a deal with Codemasters, who we've talked about already, who make Dirt Rally and Dirt and Colin McRae games back in the day. They are now owned by the behemoth that is Electronic Arts, who we mentioned like FIFA or Esports FC and Formula One. Um, and this is their first WRC title. Now, Codemasters got a five-year licensing deal that kicks in this year before they were owned by EA. It's kind of one of those things where you kind of think, oh, I hope EA continues with it because is WRC popular enough to make a game for them? I think it's here's hoping. And this is actually the Southam-based studio making this game, which people move on in lives. And I'm not saying it's the same people, but it is the same studio that has a lineage all the way back to the first Colin McRae game. And most recently, Dirt Rally. And I believe it's mainly the Dirt Rally 2 team who are developing this using a basic basis of those physics, but improving them. I suppose they, in particular on asphalt, they seem to be focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's an all new uh, graphics engine. So we mentioned that the technology used for the first Colin McRae Dirt has been used in every, basically, or nearly every Codemasters game ever since. This is, this is the first time they're using something different called Unreal Technology. So there might be a learning curve for them. But the reason they have done that is so that they can have longer stages. And so in theory, where you get to see them, each uh, rally, because it'll have the official WRC calendar for this year, has is, is represented, but they have more stage miles and longer stages than they've ever had in a dirt rally game uh, because that was a technical limitation. And now here's hoping that we see, uh, if we're saying the downside of Dirt Rally 2 was there's not enough stages, this is hopefully the reverse here, where there's, there's a good amount of stages and it has the car sounds and the graphics and the physics that we prefer from the previous WRC games. Yeah, so now hopefully uh, it's not coming at the cost of the rest of it. Correct, yes. We'll have to see. I mean, it's, it is what the rally corner of the internet has been clamoring for for a long time, isn't it? To Absolutely. give Codemasters the keys to the to, to the franchise, as it were. Um or, you know, Codemasters slash EA. Yeah, yes. Um, I mean, it, it comes out, is it November the 3rd? Or yes, that- although because it's EA, if you pay more, you get it on the 31st of October. <laughs> There's always right. a catch with EA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so that, that, that sums it up, I suppose, rather well briefly. Um, it's called EA Sports WRC. Uh, obviously, the first one from Codemasters. Um, what else do we know so far? We have 17 locations including so we have 13 rounds this year's calendar although one of those is going to be added post-launch which is the central european rally because see that was a rather late addition to the calendar as well yes yes for free Uh, as well as some other locations uh, that aren't on the wrc calendar um and maybe we can discuss some people have pointed out that possibly indonesia is one of those from some sleuthing via a screen grab from the trailer, and I guess, I guess it would be on you. I, I, given that it features so prominently in one and two, uh, Wales is surely in there. You would imagine fan favorite. If we get well, Indonesia, see. do we get a, a Repsol Sierra Escort Cosworth as well to live out our nineteen ninety six fantasy? We need we really need heavens on the side. That's it. Yeah, or maybe Rally China nineteen ninety nine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then they'll they'll bring in Cyprus then as well. These are forgotten rounds from years gone by. I mean that would be cool, but I somehow don't think they're on the hit list. Mind you, if Indonesia's there, that's quite obscure, isn't it? So who knows? I mean, of course, the real thing is do we get 
I'm Octavia W. Asti. <laughs> <laughs> we shall find out because as of now, as of the time of recording, we don't know the full vehicle list, but we do know that the top class Rally 1 cars are in there, the majority of the Rally 2 field in there, and the, the Fiesta um, Rally 3 and yep. 4 are included. But mm-hmm. there's going to be sixty odd classic or legendary vehicles from the history of the sport. We know which categories that are there, but we don't know what, what they are yet. Other than a few that have released, like the the Mini WRC from twenty eleven and two thousand three Spec Zara, um, and in the trailer there's the Delta and the ninety five Impreza, and, and a screenshot has a ninety eight Impreza. Mm-hmm. But they, we've all seen most of those, if not all of them, in Dirt Rally Two. And what we're hoping for is new ones, more cars. Yeah. New to the game, but historic vehicles. The the video has uh, an Andrew's Heat for Hire livery uh, Brooks Mark II Escort, which it is does. a good sign for, for uh, to fill my my anorak and my bobble hat jiggle in there. Well, I suppose on on the subject of that, as you said, we we know these ones, so it'd be interesting to have a bit of fun guessing some of the others then, because what we do know that there is definitely going to be more than just recycled dirt rally content, because if we look at Okay, well, the Group A cars, they're probably going to be the same, one would imagine, unless they put a Sunny in there or something like that or, or go. Can we get any Ooh. Toyotas? You know, I mean, it... I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, now that there is Toyotas in the game because of the WRC license, maybe they will yeah. let them have like a Celica, um, which would be lovely. I'd like a Corolla. I would like a Corolla also. I'll, you I'll, and the whole of Ireland would like a Corolla, yes. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we, we, do lo- we do love an E11-shaped Corolla, and it was my first care. So, um, yeah, so if we, we work our way down through it and we can wrap up there, then we know there's going to be two cars from, I guess, what you, some people call the WRC Plus era or the Aero cars, um, the 2017 mm-hmm. to 2021 regulation cars. There's going to be two of those only. I would be Seems shocked. to not number that. Yeah, I mm. would be shocked if... One of those wasn't a Toyota, but yes. it'll be interesting to see what the other ones are. There is a Citroen C3 in the game in the WRC2 format. So do they? Do they have a C3 WRC? Because presumably, maybe that's then let's work. And there's so the going to be so many has... Fords in it. Yeah, yeah. The Fiesta's cropped up in other games, even though it's not they're not WRC licensed. There seems to be like a deal where you can work around with M Sport mm-hmm. and get a cheap license. Mm-hmm. So it's in like Forza yeah. Horizon Five or something, and the Crew mm-hmm. Motorfest. So. Uh, that maybe for licensing reasons, it, one of those could mm-hmm. be the Fiesta. Okay, with like a if, mind you, it's official WRC game, so they could they could have Fiesta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look. I think whatever of it. those two cars we get, I think we're, we're going to probably have fun with them because they should be insane on uh, you know the, the sort of Dirt Rally 2.0 platform of driving mm. and stages that we've been used to. Then we have twelve cars from 1997 to 2011. I suppose it's slightly unusual that they're all grouped together because, you know, they're competing in the same class essentially in game, although you know vastly different mm-hmm. cars. Um, yeah, like we know, we know there's the Impreza ninety eight there. Do we then get the other? We there was three Impreza's, three Impreza World Rally cars in Dirt Rally two point So I hope that one of those is binned, uh, that they bin the S fourteen and they gave us an S twelve B instead, but I'm not holding out too much hope on that so that's probably the one where we all want to see no. this part there's 12 of these cars we know one of them but this is the one we probably want to add most of our hopefuls to right mm. we want an evo I, mean, I want an evo three obviously that's actually too early there but still yeah i want i want some kind of lancer a 2005 perhaps 2005 lancer would be good and obviously a oh. cordoba accent in octavia straight oh. in there 
mean, the know. 2005 Lancers, my favorite implementation of a rear wing because it's incongruously placed in a completely the wrong position, right? It's but the I, coolest rear wing after yeah. the post Escort Cosworth world. It looks slapdash because it's just, it's just, it should be at the end of the boot lead, but I love yeah. how it isn't. And uh, oh, that'd be amazing to see one of those in the great shout there. And and the best part is if you if you look it up, it has then resulted in some amazingly engineered uh, rear bootleg hinges because it can't, of course, open in the traditional sense. Ah. So the the rear the bootleg hinge oh really into the nitty gritty now. The bootleg hinges are an amazing bit of design uh, and worthy of praise in their own right. Mm. Uh, Going now, we have two Rally 2 cars. So there's WRC 2 class, and unusually on the official website, there's then a Rally 2 class with an asterisk with, next to it. Which, mm. uh, now, I've got something here. I thought, oh, maybe that might be the upcoming Yaris. You know, things that aren't competing in WRC uh, 2 at the minute. And like, so like the Proton. But then during the reveal recently, they said, oh, we're going to really reveal five new cars on the stream. John Armstrong aptly uh, revealed them. And it was like, oh, the Fiesta Rally 4. And the Zara and the Mini, which aren't on the list on the game's website yet, but we have an article for that. Um, but he then revealed, oh, and the Fiesta Rally 3 is one of these new cars. And I'm thinking, you've already announced that. It's in the Junior WRC category. So I'm wondering if the game duplicates cars by if they're in a it's category of mm-hmm. what we call it, and then there's the official WRC section of it. That duplicate. So they've announced the Fiesta Rally 3 twice, once in the junior WRC class and once again in the Rally 3 category or some. Uh, so, mm, yeah, I'm not sure. It could just be duplicates because then there's an asterisk next to it and it says Rally 2 car. Oh, what does it say now? Oh, I can't scroll down. All WRC, uh, all WRC 2 cares. Yeah. Competing in the Rally 2 class. Mm, mm. Weird. I'm hoping it's something like the Yaris and the Proton, but it could just be duplicates. Yeah. I guess that remains to be seen. Then we have four Rally 4 cars, which I guess will be, yeah, what we're used to is probably, I guess it's going to be the Corsa, the 208, Fiesta, and a Clio, I guess. That's really all there is, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. forgetting something. The NR4 cars, which I don't remember most, most appealing or exciting. Anyway, uh, S2000 cars, that could be fun. Um, mm. Give us, a again, a Punto. I used to love the Punto in the original Dart, so... Uh, I'd like a Punto, but I'm not too fussed. Uh, maybe I don't know what comes after. Fiesta S2000, I think, is a really nice looking car. And that's probably the Fabia. If we're going to give you probably those three with it. Yeah, you've got oh, the Fabia. Yeah. Really. I'm hoping it's the MGZR. Oh, really obscure. Someone that... a good one recently. I think Steve Rimmer of Dirtfish fame owns one, doesn't he? Um, but it was raining, and I saw a couple of cars go off. One of them was that. And the other was an Octavius, funnily enough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I probably did more damage to the Sussex coast. That's true. (laughs) That then brings us down to the Super 1600. Now, that was a class I've been clamoring for in games for a long time because I basically bought Sebastian Lowe Rally Evo just to drive the Saxo um, (laughs) and then deleted it a week later. We've got four Super 1600 cars, so they could be really fun because I think they're really... really Saxo. Ignis. Ignis. Yeah. on five, though. Yeah, it'd be nice to do the, both of them. Yeah. Ignis would be cool. You could have three of them, uh, the two Ignises and Ignisai, Ignises and Swift. So three Suzuki's. That'll suit me. Thanks. <laughs> I think the most intriguing part of this, this is there's six kit cars. Yes. I think that's the most exciting. Because I think from there down, we're probably just going to look at recycled dirt rally stuff, uh, other than the addition of the engineer. 306, uh, Zara. 
Octavia Roxley. Um <laughs> Well, I've already got the Mark for Golf and the Ibiza and the Peugeot, I think. Yep. Six. Oh, yes. So that's three yeah. of your six, prob- probably. You would think so. Um, and I, yeah. I wouldn't begrudge them using those again, yeah. although the Golf 4, obviously, it should be a Golf 3. Yes. Um, I love them again. Yeah, again. Yeah, and again will be good. Uh, and, and obviously, Zara Kid Care as well, definitely. I think I'll be clamoring for Zara Kid Care. I can, the rest of them I'll be happy with, but I really want a Zara Kid Care. The Zara is the pinnacle of that formula, in my opinion. I'd take them again over all of them. But yeah, I know. Bizarre is the pinnacle, isn't it? Because I mean, you know, it won. Live out your Felipe Bugalski fever dreams. Exactly. It's a good day for Citroen and it's a good day for Felipe Bugalski. Is that what you said? Or something like that? Yes, yeah, yeah. The, re- the real king of karma. Yeah, and I suppose then after that, it just follows a similar format to the rest of the classes that were in Dot Rally 2.0. So yeah, really, really excited for this. It looks really promising. Unreal Engine should be yep. a big sea change if they get it right. But I guess, you know, this was a game that was supposed to launch, what, nearly six months ago? Allegedly. Um, yeah. There was never, they never said that. That was the rumor. No. Um, a game is not delayed if it's not officially announced to be rele- on that release date. So... I guess so. And, and I'm happy to wait if things are good. But I suppose what's interesting about this, a lot of talk around it was that a lot of this was Dirt Rally 3 that then got folded in after the license was acquired mm. and then they had to restart it. That's what I read or heard, um, and I don't know what you can offer on that front, Thomas. Again, all allegations. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you ask the question, it's sort of batted away. Um, I think the truth is somewhere in between, isn't it? I think uh, maybe, work, I, don't, I don't want to speak to them, but in my opinion, working on a whole new game engine takes more time than they expected, and so... It was all hands on deck for the last three, four years to try and get this first one finished. And then hopefully, with a bit of luck, they can build upon it. I think it's interesting to note it's not called EA Sports WRC 23, which is the nomenclature mm. that all their other yeah. games, uh, or every other of their sports games, EA's, uh, has the year in it. So whether that's just it's because it's the first one, or there might not be a sequel, and it's just built upon through downloadable content. Or it might have to sell well enough before they commit to the rest of the license, license agreement. So... Um, yeah, we'll have to see. I suspect, hopefully, we can interview uh, some of the developers close to release because we are in that PR push period for EA, the two months before launch. So I suspect we'll hear more very, very soon. I need next-gen console. Yes, because it's not on the old ones. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to finally have to bite the bullet and invest in a PlayStation 5. But If it's good enough, the game. But um, on paper, it's everything... I have wanted, but that doesn't necessarily mean it will work out. So we'll see. Well, look, we only have a few weeks to wait, and I think we've rambled on long enough now. We should probably bring this to a close. I hope it's it's been a very different episode for us. I rather enjoyed it, though I must say. Thomas, thank you very, very much for your time. I'm sure we'll talk again at some point in the near future. We may well be discussing in a few weeks um how our yes. thoughts are on this new game. It would be a pleasure um, to do so. And thank but... you very much for the invite. I hope people have enjoyed this. It's been a bit of a departure from our usual content, but one that I certainly have enjoyed. And I don't know about you, Jamie. Oh, it's been grand. Um, I've had the uh, the Comica Rally 2 theme tune playing mentally in my head all, all, all for the last two and a half hours. And I'm off to go probably black through Wales or something before I go to bed. Fantastic. <laughs> and pub- public service announcement before we wrap up. Do not listen to the Callum McRae 2 Rally soundtrack while you are driving because <laughs> break the law. Um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Rally DNA we'll be back in a few weeks time with another episode and until then it's goodbye from me goodbye from me too